Hi and welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hey Subu, how are you? Yeah, so 2018 started with a very good uh, security, big <laughs> security news. <laughs> a meltdown and yeah. uh, Spectre. Yeah. Uh, the, not the James Bond movie, but <laughs> maybe the James Bond movie inspired name. Right. So these were two large attacks or vulnerabilities. I mean, yeah. there are no known attacks as of it, right? Uh, I don't think anyone has really used and demonstrated any attack. apart from this researcher uh, who actually published this whole paper yeah i, I uh, mean it's uh, uh, this was basically revealed by the project zero google's uh, security research yeah. team yeah i think google found and also there were a few other independent researchers yeah, also yeah academic yeah, yeah were involved yeah, yeah. so this <laughs> is actually a vulnerability uh, which is discovered uh, in all the major processors uh, i mean from intel Uh, arm and also i think from uh, amd i guess right mm-hmm. uh, i think the one which is majorly affecting is obviously the intel thing yeah. and it had a huge impact because of a uh, lot of stuff is moving and done on cloud so all the major cloud vendors uh, aws google google cloud and also azure were significantly impacted so so this basically uh, is pretty widespread across the industry uh, not just cloud but also the server uh, servers the server marketplace uh, your desktop your mobile phones everything right so it's pretty big actually so what do you know of uh, meltdown actually okay so uh, i mean like th- most of the main mainstream press at this point of time have already you know explained meltdown and spectra yeah. a lot so i don't think we will not get into deeper into the discussion of in terms of what uh, this uh, the uh, in terms of the vulnerability is i was just only thinking that you no know, it's especially given the kind of background and then see is starting uh, where in intel doing a kick keynote there and stuff like that i was thinking that we just kind of start from there is what i was just thinking so uh, i mean like uh, the implications looks very uh, deep across the industry uh, wherein it like like you said no it starts from server desktops and then mobile phones and everything so uh, so every vendor who is touching Uh, all these pieces uh, either with the software and hardware is just kind of one is either they have to f- update the firmware and so uh, there was a recent uh, anon- i mean maybe in another news where the i think the the whole thing was advertisers are using your password managers uh, or stealing your passwords from your password manager right that's uh, a dif- different one is that related because no. i read on this meltdown uh, attack also even that's an another possibility let's say if you have a password manager and you have like a rogue application sitting on your laptop it could pretty much read uh, the passwords which are being stored uh, in memory for example okay so i mean like there there could be there could be a javascript page which is running locally from the browser uh, which can be just uh, you, which you could have got it from any advertising or any websites which are going in uh, if the machine is patched there is a possibility that can read the kernel memory and get the right. passwords which are there but uh, the the one which you are referring there is an another uh, browser vulnerability yeah. which was like kind of uh, activating the password manager when you are trying to use in a uh, trying to do auto complete of password and stuff like that those two are slightly different but like what you said no there's there is a javascript uh, the, the spectre and both meltdown or meltdown is primarily for the intel and spectre is kind of affects all the processes and uh, the, the the attack is so 
I mean, the the vulnerability is so such that so that it is so easy for even to just go about uh, doing a data collection even at the client level with the help of JavaScript is the one which is kind of widely know why many people are alarmed at this and then they're worried about doing patching and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, as far as what I know at this point of time, Intel uh, in their keynote they have said the uh, processes which are like less than five years old they'll be patching it uh, in three days. And the rest of the processes will be patched in like about uh, some spec. I mean, the, the some kind of a um, kind yeah, of yeah. But I think the key is uh, yeah. uh, the bigger impact in cloud, especially, is because of the virtualization technology they're using. Also, right. Um, so if you are using Zen's uh, or uh, Zen PV, uh, what which is an Intel's uh, uh, virtualization platform, uh -huh. uh, that is like severely affected. Uh, so which means like. Uh, Let's say, I mean, typically if you look at a cloud player, right, they will have one hardware host, which will have multiple virtual machines on it. And uh, those virtual machines uh, may be owned by different companies, right? Yeah. So what it means is, let's say you your company's code uh, can actually, I mean, if you want to do it, you can actually uh, do it in a way where it can steal data from an another virtual machine which is not owned by your company, right? Yeah, so I mean... That's like, the biggest worry actually. Yeah, so uh, like, no, it, it can be a virtual machine or it could be a shared host, it doesn't matter. And, and also I think this is, uh, even if, uh, if let's say we're not using real hardware virtualization, uh, you're using let's say container technology, even those are affected like Docker. Yeah, so because the, the problem is that what we are saying, looking at is that at the processor level, uh, if the processors are, uh, processes allowing you to access the memory which is part of the kernel. So that means that we are like even bypassing the operating system on all other stacks which are like behind that. Right. So like, I mean like, so this is, so the, the I mean at the high level, uh, this is going to impact both the desktop, mobile phones and servers. And especially it is like what, I, like you said, no Amazon, uh, uh, Microsoft and all these people are more worried because the kind of uh, clients they are serving in uh, on the, on the server end where most of their applications are sharing it and most many of the vendors are just having a co uh, there could be some vendors who are like doing in a shared hosting and stuff like that so uh, it, it, irrespective of whether however you are hosting this uh, the both these vulnerabilities has like kind of an ability to you know if it is exploited which can just basically take the data from anybody else and stuff like that so right okay so uh, I think the patching is a, a pretty extensive process. Mm -hmm. um, I know many cloud players are saying now they pretty much have patched most of their um, data centers. Um, I think you, you saw that notice from Amazon, uh, Microsoft. Yeah. And so yeah, right. But so yeah, I mean, the, the thing is that there are so many moving parts here. So like you said, no, this is like affecting every processor. So. Uh, we don't know exactly uh, within the cloud infrastructure what kind of processes are. I, I see, and more or less, uh, there are patches which are getting developed in Amazon. Patches are getting developed in Google. Intel is doing right. their own patch and stuff like that. So, I'm I don't have any clear visibility in terms of the patching side uh, because uh, uh, Google is saying we have a patch which is like uh, not going to have a major processor impact and stuff like that. Uh, but wherein uh, Amazon saying the similar thing, but wherein Intel is saying that we will have a significant impact. Assess. But more or less over, uh, over the last week or something, what are the reports which are coming in, we are, what we look at them, 
there will be like anywhere the impact post the patch anywhere the impact will be somewhere between 12 to 13 30% of uh, processor being slowed down i mean uh, which is like if you ask me which is going to be a big number because especially if you have a lot of applications running on the cloud which are like workload intensive or io intensive and they are going to cost you a bomb actually after yeah i think uh, <coughs> the what will happen is these cloud players if they are seeing this impact then they are going to increase i mean pass it back to you right if you are a cloud customer uh, they'll they're going whatever the extra hardware they need to provision to match this is something a cost which will show up on their subscription bills and all that yeah so i mean the impact is going to be very wide uh, it's going to touch customers in every sense i mean like but why is uh, uh, i mean if you look at microsoft or google or amazon they are kind of underplaying this thing right they are saying that oh yeah okay it's not that big uh, we are patched there is not going to show any impact is it because they don't i mean they are scared that they'll uh, I mean, start losing customers or it's, it's one. I'm I'm not sure. It's, it may not be as uh, one could be something like I don't think there is anyone in the in the industry want to spread or kind of create a panic. That could be the first knee jerk reaction, where uh, the first thing is to address the in, in terms of the right. uh, reduce the impact as in before even if before before anybody can just exploit the vulnerability and stuff like that. Because and at the same time. Uh, so this is in a such a way where uh, this op processor optimization or performance upgrade is not going to come until unless Intel releases new chips. So, so there is not going to be any software solution in the future which is going to give back that performance or something like that. So, in a way, it is a very complex situation for all these companies to handle. And at the same time, I don't think they want to create a panic uh, in terms of. Uh, warning their customer in terms of like either about the billing cost or like in terms of how they want to move forward in the future and stuff like that. So it's a very, uh, we have to really see maybe by end of the first quarter or something to really see the the longer impact it just caused in the market. Uh, but the IO intense workflow, many of them are publishing a lot of uh, benchmarks. Uh, it, it looks like anywhere between about 15 to 30% slow down actually so right okay yeah so, uh, so in the arm scenario is slightly different again uh, so uh, so i think uh, there are like three series of arm processor there core uh, core ax series m and r i think if i'm not wrong m uh, their A and R series are affected and M is like completely secure because I think they are like mostly controller driven which are like run into IoT devices and stuff like that right. because the core A series and uh, the core R series are combination where it runs mostly used by mobile phones and stuff like that so uh, and so in this case like I, I believe Apple has worked with uh, 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 worked with ARM or other uh, providers uh, wherein they have patched the iOS devices. Uh, but uh, if you take, for example, in my case, I have an old iPad uh, where I don't get any updates for yeah. that. And so that and I think some of those older devices are going to be orphaned, I guess. Yeah, so they're not going to patch. So even though I patch all my other machines in my network, I still have one vulnerable device in my home which can be exploited, actually, even with the help of a JavaScript, actually. Right. And I don't have any... Uh, any any way to secure them until unless I have to jailbreak or like completely delete delete the browser or something. <laughs> this could be the yeah. only way. I mean, like I don't have any other way to 
process this and there could be similar situation for many android devices mm. uh, wherein you could probably just go to uh, a chrome browser and then change a kind of the only uh, the only argument you can say here is that only thing is in the client you don't have at the edge devices like a mobile phone you may not have so many of them in the processor sitting in like until like like what you said on the server server side where you have many hosted applications which can give access to multiple passwords and stuff like that. but mm. still this vulnerability at the edge device is there uh, there could be some kind of a rogue application sitting in the sitting in the android device in the background which can do that but i believe google has kind of improved uh, the patching little bit better than uh, what it was earlier wherein they are trying to come out with in terms of critical patch updates uh, even though vendor is not doing it they are trying to push from their end and stuff like that so i, I believe they they have also said they will be you know readying in a patch for android devices the technically they are saying it is not affected that much but at the same time uh, it could be possible that they will be releasing in a you know emergency update like what we what we saw last year mm. uh, during those image hacks and stuff like that yeah right okay i think that's pretty much it i guess anything else you want to add on this yeah specter uh, be aware patch all your devices um, uh, uh, so this is going to be a long time it's just like heartbleed uh, what we saw last year uh so just going to be there for a long time we have to see the impact so uh, that's all i mean other than that what we can say is yeah so i think uh that kind of gives a leeway into our next topic you want to talk is the ces uh, 2018 yeah right and this was again a big topic there uh, especially for intel right so they the intel's whole keynote started with this and they gave an update on how uh, they are working collaboratively with others and all that i mean they are they are basically <laughs> trying to underplay this whole thing saying it's all industry wide collaboration and you are all doing this and to help you and all blah blah essentially it's a flaw right so it's yeah i mean i you, you i mean i don't know whether you can blame anyone but uh, no, i don't think you can blame intel alone because i think this Obviously, is kind of yeah. yeah it's a kind of a architecture uh, which every process of manufacturing manufacturer are adopted to just gain uh performance optimization uh, 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 ahead of uh, thinking through anything else actually so uh it could be like possible because intel has to pull this brave face and come to ces right and i i mean like uh so i mean to his credit he kind of uh, gave an update in terms of uh how they are trying to work with the industry trying to close it and stuff like that uh so uh, so other than that did you see anything interesting in the intel keynote actually yeah i think a uh, few key things uh, which i noted especially is the the quantum computing uh, which was demonstrated mm-hmm. and the usage of how that can be applied to things like uh, i mean self driven cars for example right they even showed a demo on how they i mean if you look at any self drive car today uh, they have this big sort of lot of gear which is mounted on top of the ceiling uh you see that little awkward bump sort of thing right <laughs> so they are uh, what they were claiming is this, i mean all those can be done all those sort of compute and uh, i mean image recognition so many of those things can be done with this processor yeah. so you 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 don't really see like say the sl driven car being so ugly right <laughs> so it was looking like a normal car and they even showed a demo and nothing much visibly was seen on the overall car body itself except a few cameras i mean 10 or 12 cameras they were showing mm. that was one big uh, application then obviously the power itself uh, could actually 
do a lot of stuff what uh, i mean today a super computer needs to do right so that was another uh, big plus they were showing on that quantum computing chip uh what else there was interesting demo on the helicopter yeah on the helicopter yeah what was that actually so yeah so the velocopter is something which is a cross between uh, a, 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 between a drone and an helicopter it's kind of what they have developed right so uh, like i mean i think just to summarize intel keynote was like uh, just themed around three things like one is the quantum computing what you explained right now and the other one is the improvements in transportation which is like self driving car or the urban transportation of helicopter and other things and the third one is like how we are uh, how the data is kind of uh, driving all the newer innovations in terms of mm-hmm. around the media uh, or the, the the content which you consume and stuff like that so uh, like on the helicopter like it is like they are trying to kind of a uh, build and a battery powered uh, uh, hybrid between drone and an helicopter which can do uh, tra- uh, urban trans urban transportation for about 30 minutes with the help of uh, uh, autonomous driving and stuff like that so yeah yeah so that was pretty interesting and also they showed us uh, showed a, a, dem- a drone also right uh, a really yeah. really small drone small yeah yeah uh, which is what called shooting stars i guess yeah i, I don't star remember mini. the name yeah, i think shooting star mini was yeah. the name so what is interesting is that they have kind of built this algorithmic swarm of drones which is yeah. like you can buy these tro- these drones are for uh, indoor purposes wherein it could be like in terms of uh, algorithmically dancing or uh, monitoring security and other stuff which you can use mm-hmm. it internally within your premises and stuff like that so uh, so i mean yeah so that and uh, anything else did you notice yeah i think the key was uh, uh, the drones the one you see outside they need gps right for it to guide itself yeah. so the biggest innovation here is uh, because it's indoor and gps will not pen- will not be available Uh, in large buildings true uh, this can actually locate themselves in a space or they can define a space and they can move around yeah. without a, without a need for a gps yeah, right, that's right. that's the biggest uh, yeah i mean tech innovation if you look at it so uh, and also i think uh, they are saying i think close to 100 or more than 100 can be uh, controlled using a single controller right yeah. uh, so basically the swarm kind of concept yeah. what you're talking about right Yeah so that was interesting um, i think that's pretty much it i guess from intel yeah so i just want to give a little bit of brief in terms of because it is like uh, yes, since you intel launched this quantum processor there are many people would be curious to understand uh, why uh, kind of intel is moving in this direction you might be probably thinking <coughs> so what we have been seeing here is that this entire year and last year as the the machine learning is progressing uh, there are many people are, there are many use cases are coming in wherein uh the the need for parallel processing is moving up uh, by many of these companies which are like you take netflix or any of these transportation companies which are like doing self autonomous driving cars and stuff like that so the, the i think intel is kind of seeing this market where uh, this kind of a massive parallel processing is kind of be- becoming more of a need uh, driven by customers uh, so they are kind of coming out with this quantum processor chip uh, which is like which works is this kind of a combination of both kind of a biology and uh, i mean kind of mathematics if you say which just kind of mimics tries to mimic the the brain function wherein it's a kind of create this synapses which are like in neurons in your brain uh, so 
this quantum computing will have this ma massive parallel processing capability of like about 23 million neurons which is can just you can just spin off that kind of a parallel processing within the pro with the help of that processor which wherein like if you take for example what you said in autonomous car driving uh, wherein the 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 car can make much more uh, decisions at the local level with the help of the parallel processing and right. stuff like that so there are many uh, such use cases right now uh, people are doing it with the help of a hack which is like with the help of a software uh, where they're just trying to uh, visualize the parallel processing and then try to build that with the various uh, different set of tools and stuff like that but because the processors are not offering that kind of a massive parallel processing what intel or anybody else is in the market so this quantum computing is kind of going to move a very interesting area as the maturity on the ml uh, gaining uh, so there could be there will be lot more uh, need or lot more interesting ways people will use uh, these chips in, in moving forward maybe this year next year we will probably i i don't know whether the answer will be coming in from arm or intel or anybody who is going to come with a good uh, processor architecture for quantum computing we don't know that uh, there are many races happening uh, among different vendors in this area uh, there are quite a bit of news coming in in terms of the innovation happening around quantum quantum computing in china and stuff like that so it'll be an interesting space to watch out this year uh, there will be a lot more innovation we are finally moving away from gpu innovations to uh, something more interesting in this area so no, i think that's also because of the market need right so yeah, more and more i think yeah. the focus is getting into ai uh, i mean image recognition those kind of applications yeah th those uh, so applications the, also uh, architecture right. is such a way where they need that kind of massive parallel processing so right. it is more i think intel is kind of they realize that they have missed the mobile computing i mean the entire era of mobile yeah. thing they completely lost so they are now i think betting big on ai and these kind of things which is what probably will drive the next 10 oh, years right, right. so yeah. so i mean yeah that's one of the reasons before even introducing quantum computing he was just kind of uh, the keynote uh, uh, was kind of uh, kind of preparing yeah. you with the uh, you know importance of data and uh, and other things like that uh, so they also talked about little bit about this uh, 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 i mean the the voxel or something like that which is like in a, uh, just like a cubicle of uh, data points Uh, mm -hmm. where and like with the help of uh, uh, multiple cameras how they are able to you know innovatively capture sports and other uh, presentations wherein you will be able to in the future where you will be able to do the kind of it is like an uh, hybrid of both intelligence and the data coming with respect to multiple angles of how you view a sport or like in terms of can you give a predictive analysis when the when the player throws the ball uh where, where it goes and how it comes or what are the different views i can see and stuff like that so there are other uh, important things where they were just kind of covering there so it's right. uh, i mean like uh it's a pretty uh pretty vast length and pretty weird keynote because there was quite a bit of like uh, uh there are multiple stories uh, they were jumping uh, it is so until unless you get the kind of uh, very large review it will be very difficult to even comprehend the keynote because it's like there are a lot of visual the, the floor was like kind of a screen and there was a lot of visual dance and <laughs> like very, yeah very so weird it is a keynote, mixture of actually, actually what is i mean a reality today yeah uh, plus know. their uh, future vision also right there's a uh, multiple stories were there so i mean it's 
if intel would have picked up the quantum computer as a the theme and then they would have gone with it they no I'm but i think look at the ces audience uh, it is kind of very difficult right uh, but i think ces is sort of becoming more and more like futuristic i guess no it uh, was always uh, but uh, I, i don't know maybe it, i i maybe it's very difficult because mm-hmm. for me it took really for some time to really understand exactly in terms of how many themes they are driving there actually yeah <laughs> i mean that shows where they are investing their energy also right yeah. so all right so you want to move on from there did you see any other interesting products or like um, so so high level cs kind of looks like uh, transportation uh, iot uh, ai and uh, ml and ai and as well uh, um, what else like uh, probably uh, robotics little bit yeah, yeah. robotics yeah, yeah right. i think the uh, i did see the uh, the samsung screen out uh-huh. um, i mean they were also progressing on a similar lines i guess right, right. so i mean uh, like in, in the iot space i what i have at least noticed is that uh, many of the vendors are looking at something like an integrated orchestration of devices uh, be it whirlpool smart kitchen or yeah, the yeah i mean that's the common uh, theme you saw right yeah, across right, yeah. samsung yeah so uh, let's not even yeah. go into independent products no, i think we'll the key was uh, again how they are getting into a sort of a cloud an uh, intelligent cloud which they are building right. like what samsung was saying is a smart things cloud and then how they are uh, integrating everything through that and orchestrating between their own devices yep either with a hub or without a hub yeah um so that seems to be a common thing actually right yeah so, so most of the iot vendors are moving in that direction uh but i i, I mean I, what is what will be challenging here would be something like until unless these standards which they start supporting more uh, but i think the biggest thing i saw is like unless you buy and invest on those products right uh, i mean pretty much you have to replenish your entire electronics at home Yeah, uh, that will be the biggest challenge. That's yeah. what I was just trying to say. May so not the, even today, yes. uh, maybe even after five years. Yeah, so the, the mix and match of devices is going to be much more successful. Uh, but at yeah. this point, it looks like every vendor wants to try and lock you down with their suit of uh, products. That's not going to happen, I guess. Yeah, the, so that is something which is a challenge, which I think they are also seeing. But the standards are evolving very slow. So for no, I think that is where I think the hubs like uh, either it's your Amazon Echo or Google... Uh, those will start filling those gaps right the problem uh, for hubs also they also need to have standards which can power them so they are struggling with that so amazon recently couldn't put zway and they got into zigbee zway fight and stuff like that so the standards are evolving so so instead of doing their battle there the vendors are trying to just go with the easier route where and just try to build all the orchestration of their own products and stuff like that no so but that the, yeah that is where i think the mistake also they're doing because I mean take your home right you really don't want to throw all your stuff and let's say buy everything from let's say one company yeah true and these are like uh, devices which you don't need to change right yeah. i don't mind putting my washing machine being dumb i have no problem with that actually yeah so, that is one thing or uh, tomorrow instead of a whirlpool you would want to use an lg uh, yeah but at the same time you would want that to work on a standards like your other devices wherein no, i think when i look at home appliances for me uh, refrigerator or a washing machine the key is its primary function first right uh, then before looking at connectivity options that uh, we have moved past that right i mean no, but still that is what you want it to do right so even let's true. say if your damn fridge doesn't work i mean your connectivity doesn't work you want the fridge to the, those, take care of I the stuff i think those are taken care actually i think even you buy a smart device these days uh, 
if you don't have a connectivity, most of the smart device will continue to do the basic stuff actually. Yeah, that's how it is actually built. So I think that part, they are pretty okay in terms of doing it. But only no, I still feel this whole cycle uh, will probably take another 10 years. Um, I mean, and to to the level where it comes down and uh, made it affordable, okay. where also the cycle starts where people want to invest in some of these things. Right, right. right. I mean, I, I, the, the key for me uh, is that as, as and when, uh, when we start seeing the more demos wherein this mix of, match of different yeah. devices talking to each other based on standards, that would be the really the time uh, where because every vendor is trying to build their own standard which can interoperate and stuff like that but wherein that kind of a very regulatory uh, just, just trying to protect their boundaries and try to be playing safe and stuff like that so until it might take a while because till the standards really start interoperate and stuff like that so iot at this point of time looks like all orchestration of their devices within their infrastructure and there are a little bit of interop wherein it is not really interop interopping at a more free but wherein there is a little bit of interop hooks they are building here and there so that's where it is moving towards now actually right and i, I think uh, the last one was obviously the, the topic around robotics um, and all of them are showcasing some of the robots yeah uh, the cutest one is obviously the Iho, I guess, uh, from Sony. Sony, the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty cute. Then there were some weird demos from LG on their uh, series of robots. Like sure didn't do, work as well. Uh, right. <laughs> and also, I mean, do things like, uh, I mean, as a porter or yeah. your, uh, <laughs> daily morning, whatever, yeah. I mean, food server, whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. So, so I think broadly I saw like there are three or four categories most of the robots are trying to they are trying to uh, I mean most of the companies are just kind of demonstrating wherein like uh, how do you make uh, uh, as your own home companion or something like that which is like in terms of like you can read out schedules or do a little bit of uh, uh, IOT stuff or orchestrate turn off the lights or water purifiers and stuff like that as well it can entertain you a little bit walk around the house and stuff like that. Uh, so where or you can just pet them and stuff like that. so there are primarily um, I mean as a consumer just trying to build a kind of a companion bot for your home is one area which I saw and the other one like you said no there are the industrial robots which are this yeah kind of uh, which can be no I think the industrial robots is where majority of the action I mean real action hap is happening I guess uh, something which is usable where it's really really required I yeah. think that's where I think most of the innovation is going on Right. I think these are the consumer-related robots. I feel they are still too early. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe true. there is no real solid use case for them yet. Yeah, but the direction uh, looks like they are kind of moving, trying to build uh, something like an, a companion bot for your home or something. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, uh, they still need to come with something much more concrete, right? True. Uh, yeah. Maybe something like elderly healthcare. Yes. Yeah. Things like that is what will will be defining right true rather than like say i mean even like say the demos they showed rather than let's say showing how it can give you feed your newspaper i mean i don't mind talking to <laughs> going and picking my own right i think it'll be much more useful when they show let's say it reminds your medicine schedule and then it, it gives you the medicine automatically those will be like really really good use cases true. even for the demo purpose i mean yeah, yeah right absolutely so uh, moving past the other good theme I saw was the transportation side. No, helicopter we already spoke about. The other uh, areas which I saw is that much more improved uh, autonomous driving uh, where we saw demos right. from Lyft and other companies. 
uh, which is like one you saw in intel and other there are other demos which are interesting uh, where it looks like autonomous driving is kind of really uh, maturing in a pace uh, which is like uh, which is very interesting wherein uh, uh, it's not only maturing in in car it is also maturing in terms of aerial and other areas which is like completely interesting and i also saw another demo from boeing uh, which is like which can which is like really this stealthy uh, drone which can just transport up to 275 kilos for uh, uh, 2 kilos 75 kilos of weight and stuff like that mm. which was like really interesting uh, demo which i saw from boeing actually so uh, i mean transportation uh, urban transportation is something which is like a lot more energy and investment is happening in the west uh, i don't see that much is happening in so India. i think the one one trend i saw which is kind of like slowing down is probably on the ar i guess uh, or vr sorry no uh, uh, yeah did you see many i mean yeah, there yeah. were not really some real solid announcements coming from anyone right it was not like a key topic i guess i i think the way i look at vr right now is that uh, there are some interesting uh, there are platforms are kind of matured right now i think only the htc uh, vive and then we also have oculus and uh, uh, there are only these two who are playing the major role actually as a platform provider at this point of time so uh, it's more lo- now it looks like in terms of um, uh how do we develop interesting applications or mm-hmm. like in terms of package vr capability with the existing uh, uh hardware and software kind of a thing is what uh, they are looking at uh a couple of interesting demos around in terms of uh, making an hologram of yourself uh and then uh, saving that as in a memory uh playing back that in the vr or in your regular tv and stuff like that it's just kind of an interesting because if you have a small child you want to make that as make that child as in a hologram and you want to have them like a lifelong memory of that uh, uh, mm. beyond a video and stuff like that where you can interact go back and interact with that hologram at the later point of time once you once the child grows up and stuff like that this is kind of an interesting thing or like somebody who whom you are very fond of passed away or something if you want to create a hologram of themselves save their uh, the memories uh, wherein you can just you, use the hologram at a later point of time in your home and stuff like that so that's something interesting so there are some interesting around content uh, the sports coverage around the vr in terms of how do we you know uh, package sports into sport mix the uh, sports and vr together where give you personalized views or stats and stuff like that so there are some interesting work around that i saw uh, and uh, there are some interesting work around packaging we are around gymnasium equipments wherein it just kind of burning fat can be you no know, made out as a kind of a vr game like as you start pulling or doing a chest press and stuff like that as you burn fats i mean as you burn the fat in your body which can be simulated through your vr goggles where it can really show you like in a gaming way wherein you can just throw the fat somewhere on the upcoming you know uh, upcoming hurdles and stuff like that so it is really interesting i mean but uh, at this point of time all looks very expensive and uh, both in terms of making the content packaging them and everything so it is a long way to mature but uh, definitely the platform is a kind of uh, moving ahead though not at the pace what you like yeah but it's still moving ahead. okay i am anyway not a big vr user so, <laughs> so i don't care 
anyway. there are some interesting use cases i mean like what we we talked about last time also there are some which is like the the birdly which we talked about like where you can have some personalized experience in terms of which you cannot really afford to do them in the real world where you can just kind of try to get that and stuff like that so right okay i guess i think there are so many other things probably we could do many shows on it but yeah. i think this is no, I, think i mean we don't need to get into individual details yeah, products, products i think there are many sides and i think the other biggest trend uh, you're seeing is like the voice assistants are, si- are kind of actually now it's a done deal looks like right uh, nobody is inventing their own uh, most of them are getting into either um, alexa or google assistant um, or cortana some of them so you don't see i hope you don't see many more their own home grown built voice assistants right that's true but uh, at the same time uh, looks like everybody is like kind of backing voice assistant into their product so they are kind of baking it in some form or other uh, most i think most of this um, uh, hardware manufacturer especially in the iot space think that voice could be one user interface for their products as a backbone actually uh, but um, i don't i, I didn't see th- i mean it has not taken off in a way where um, what a couple of years back uh, alexa was promising and stuff like that but i do see there are many of them are packaging that part of their either car or a, yeah. or a refrigerator or anything it could be possible that uh, uh, it could end up as a user interface for most of these iot devices but like as iot devices themselves are progressing very slow uh, they might probably even progress even more slower because as you are adding more these capabilities this value of uh, i mean the value of this iot products also going to go up mm-hmm. uh, a fridge is going to going to cost a bomb with the help of voice interface uh, with the help of other interfaces and stuff like that. so and i think i, I still don't understand i think most of them are showing off uh, fridge with lot displays mounted on it right yeah. um, i mean yeah i i don't know i mean whether is that the right place for you to interact like they were calling it as family hub and things like that where i mean do you want to huddle around a fridge as a family uh, i think there's this small cultural difference we miss here i think mostly yeah, in west i think uh, it's as a kitchen huddling yeah. kind of thing and yeah. they also use some kind of this magnets and put lot of the schedules oh, yeah, uh, yeah. everything on the fridge actually mm-hmm. so uh, maybe uh, they operate uh, in the morning times and the night slightly different because as a culturally in india we don't operate our own fridge much actually mm-hmm. uh, but it could be possible because of no, that I mean, the whole idea of uh, they starting the whole thing with the breakfast yes. uh, and sitting around yeah. uh, in a, in a kitchen right i think their kitchen setups are much more different yeah different and also it's a more like a living space right uh, because of the food habits and things like that they True. have i don't think our kitchens can become a living space yeah uh, with the kind of food we make and more or less uh, none of us will even have a i mean like i wouldn't say none of us i uh, would say majority of us may not even have a dedicated fridge space yeah, just right, like yeah, adjacent yeah. to kitchen we don't have that kind of thing culturally built around no, i think uh, now with the apartments coming in i think most of the apartments are built for that kind of a thing uh, but i still feel it's not probably is not going to it's not a major trend actually especially True. in india yeah. so I, i've seen at least in the west uh, most of the fridge will have a kind of a, uh, most the most of their uh, family schedules calendars uh, photographs and yeah. uh, and i have seen photographs a big use actually yes and th- they also exchange calendars many of them mm-hmm. just write it down there and it's like a lot of stick it and uh, 
and uh, many of them even have to have like kind of on a phone which is attached to fridge which is like ah, okay. it's kind of a communication up yeah, from the west ends yeah. yeah but for us we don't have that culture so we kind of get the disconnected view of it mm. uh, but that's why probably you are seeing that kind of a display in the fridge there much uh, because it could be possibly they can try to replace all the calendar or the sticky notes and other things which are there just by putting in a big large screen there and stuff like that so it could be something on that context which is coming in the So okay. yeah. I guess that's it. Anything else? More? Um that's pretty much I mean like uh, I, I would say in a way the CES is a little bit weird and slow and yeah. it's kind of uh, uh it is kind of like okay uh, kind <laughs> of <laughs> it's not the, I mean it's the exact I think also the big tech players are not really introducing something like wow kind of thing right? I think most of them whatever i saw either they are in early stage uh, or they are prototypes that used to be the case but uh, still there used to be some kind of an excitement in terms of the technology coming in yeah. uh, wherein that itself is kind of uh, no the, the key is when you actually switched your whole thing into ai and other things uh, i mean showing them a demo really needs to you need to build like a solid product in the front also right sure. yeah because it's very hard to demonstrate an ai capability which is completely done in the back end true yeah um, and that's where i think most of these companies are struggling actually mm-hmm. and again and again they keep doing the same use cases right like show me my schedule show me that <laughs> or turn on this turn on this that that's the only thing actually you see actually right yeah. uh, unless yeah. you are like a busy ceo you have like your calendar full you really cannot appreciate why would i want to <laughs> look at my schedule actually right? true yeah it's not like i have 1000 meetings in a day yeah So yeah. I mean, like, for me like like we summarize the themes are around the four is the major themes and uh, there are some interesting products and there are some miss and hit so mm-hmm. it is like uh, it another series 